what are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz is us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators for so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome back to another episode of Closing the Gap. I am your host, Mr. Wilbert Hamilton, founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Uh, we're very blessed today to have my man, Mr. Michael Johnson, here with me. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you as well. Yes, sir. Yes, Appreciate sir. It. So, you know, of course, we got a, like I said, special guest here. This man is, you know, been super successful in life in many different aspects. Of course, you know, I go back to high school, which man was a valedictorian of his, of his high school class, uh, football scholarship to Georgia Tech. Um, you know, well, well, all American at the time, you know, put in a little work on the field, had a illustrious, you know, 10 year NFL career. So, you know, very excited for him to, you know, share a little bit of time with us today. And, you know, always glad to have him, man. So we just, you know, kick it a little bit and then talk like good folks. You know, he, he country boy at heart, you know, I don't, you know, I got them, them the Wilcox kind of roots myself. So, you know, yes. we're just glad to have him, man. We're going to chop it up. And of course, you know, the key for us is always, you know, you know, sharing information. You know, believe in sharing the wealth. Of course, our goal here is to close the wealth gap in the African American community. We do that by education and trust. Um, so this gentleman has trusted me um, to be a part uh, of his enterprise and what he's doing. A lot of good works in the community, and uh, we're just excited to have him, man. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into it today, and you know, just gotta get to know Michael Johnson a little bit better. And you know, I always tell him he has a new title. Is you know, he's not retired. He's just rewired. So he has a different focus in life. We're going to kind of get into that um, throughout the episode and kind of talk about some of his goals, dreams, aspirations, but also what has, you know, brought him to this point in life. So, you know, excited. We're going to jump right into it. So, you know, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot from the uh -oh. beginning, you know, right out the gate, you know, you know, with having all the success you've had in life and, you know, you know, struggles and challenges and triumphs and all the things that, you know, you've endured and gone through and overcame, you know, tell me, you know, What's something that you wish you would have understood earlier about mm -hmm. the path and journey that you've been on? I, I wish I would have had a better understanding, honestly, of of money, how it works, how to leverage it, how credit works, like all of that. Um, I'm I'm a very frugal person myself, so that has helped me out tremendously. Um, but you know, I I didn't grow up uh, with you know bunch of money and my you know I, we were we had everything we needed I didn't, I didn't i didn't i didn't hurt for nothing but uh I, I i didn't grow up with just just excess and access to, to to tons of money so coming into that it was a it was a culture shock for me and my family and you know we, we were able to do the best that we knew and uh we also had you know to take our our bumps and bruises along the way and learn so yeah i wish i had a just a better overall understanding not unlike uh probably most african americans yeah you know. well you know i think all of us in the same boat i mean like me i'm a I'm still financial advisor by trade but you know a lot of stuff that from a financial standpoint i didn't get growing up right. you know it's just not something that we talk about in our community unfortunately is you know not a lot of african-american financial advisors you know not a lot of african-american you know you know, investment bankers and, you know, bank managers, especially when we go back, you know, 20, you know, 30 right. years and even further back for our parents, because most of us, we learn, you know, through watching our parents and their experiences and usually the other people that's kind of guiding us and shaping us. So they, they can only give us what someone is giving them. Right. And it's understanding that, you know, like I say, 
they weren't given a lot. I always say it like this, you know, our parents were taught how to save and survive. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, you going to strive and thrive mode. It's like mom, dad, now y'all, you know, done well, you made out the country, or you know, you got a nice house, you got land, you got this, you got that. Like y'all ain't saving and surviving no more. Like y'all, a nice house and nice cars. <laughs> you know, so you're not in the save and survive. So how do you go from save and survive? to strive and thrive mode. So I think that's the, the biggest thing that, you know, we've been trying to, you know, bring through education. And you see a lot of that going on now. So I think that desire to learn and, you know, something that, you know, you know, just going back through your bio and checking out, um, that's always been just impressive to me is the fact that you were valedictorian. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that you was just, you know, you know, all state, you know, all world football player, but the fact that you were top of your class along the way, it says that you had a desire to learn. You had there's always a desire um because that's something that you can't put in people you know coach you hear it all the time right. you know i can't put a battery in your back you know i can i can i can calm a dog down but i can't pick him up I can't you know up. so you need to have it and you know those are things that you know you just can't teach so you know those are important things that i think that you had naturally that you may not even give yourself credit for right. it's just that desire to learn i think we need more of you know and you know and while doing that you know you're in a situation where you 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 come into a lot very in, in quick situation like you're, you know third round draft pick you know you go from in college you know you know not even check to check but really meal to meal in college right. Right? you know you're you know for training table right. you know we just trying to make it so all of a sudden you know being a you know nfl draft pick and somebody handing you a, you know a signing bonus and a, a little piece of money you're like okay well you know what do you do so when you've got your first check you know what thoughts ran through your mind and you know what did you think about doing I was in training camp, and so, you know, I'm very close to my parents and my dad and whatnot. And, I, um, you know, I went with another financial advisor. <laughs> <sighs> you know, we did the best we, we knew at the time. Uh, but, you know, we had already been and stuff. Uh, going back, I wish I could have went with you. But uh, <laughs> got, the, got, the, got the deposit in training camp. And uh, it's it six figures. and. And I remember my daddy being like, boy, that's more money than any of us have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, now we're gonna save it. You know, and that was that was just kinda yeah. that was it. And so I um I didn't really have time to think about like what I really wanted to do with it. All I had always thought is that however I was blessed, I was gonna use the bless others. I was gonna Number one, take care of my parents, make sure they were straight. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be nothing without them, what they put in me. Absolutely. And uh, so I wanted to make sure they were straight. And uh, and then I wanted to take care of my community. You know, I'm from Selma, Alabama. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of work uh, that, that, that still uh, needs to be done down there. And I, I think it's a big opportunity uh, for us down there. But uh, first, I think the first thing I did was sometime in October, Mm -hmm. I got my dad a truck, okay. uh, and then I got my mom a vehicle because they already had a house gotcha. paid off. You know, they were very proud of it. I remember when it was, <laughs> when it when it when it was paid off. But uh, that and um, so those two things. Just I just always wanted to just spoil my parents mm -hmm. and just show them how appreciative I was. Cause I'm a simple. I'm very simple. Mm -hmm. um, you know, first thing I got myself. I got that was after the season. Got a '96 Impala. It's it, you know, and I still got it. Yeah, and that's that's, that's my baby. Yeah, you know, uh, but that that's kind of what went through my head is just, hey, you got this. Now let's start doing 
what you said you was gonna do. Make sure your parents straight, okay? Boom, they straight, you don't need anything, you sure? Cause they wouldn't let me get them another house, mm. you know, early on. Cause I was like, let me let me do something. Let me, that's all I ever wanted to do. You that know? dream. Yep. And make sure that, cause I, I was gonna be straight. Like, it don't take me a whole lot, but that's kind of what my, what my mindset was and, and what I was thinking, you know, so. Well, no, that's a blessing, man. I think, you know, the biggest thing you said, and I think it's the reason why you consider today still in a, in a beautiful position, still able to move, for, move forward and continue to give back to the communities that you want to be a blessing to them. Mm -hmm. And if you anybody who's heard us talk, watch you know, a number of our episodes, you know, I'm a true believer that we're all blessed to be a blessing. Oh, yes. And the fact that, you know, it was on your mind from the beginning, you wanted to take care, you wanted to bless other people. I think that's what's giving you sustainability and it's gonna to continue to give you viability. Back at you in a minute. Welcome to Hamilton Wealth Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you wanna be a professional successor advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Welcome back to Closing the Gap, The Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, we're going to pick up back where we left off with Mr. Johnson. And, you know, we're finna dive into some things. We're getting into a lot of great information and kind of getting to know who Michael Johnson is and, you know, what he's all about. And I can already tell that, obviously, you can tell that he's definitely a man of character. Um, and that's first and foremost for me, because the integrity and character is who you are when nobody's around and nobody's watching. And, um, you know, what you give out is what you get back. So, and the fact that he's, you know, been about blessing other people along the way, that's why he continues to receive those blessings. He still gets um, to this day and still in a great position whereas obviously a lot of football players we've heard the horror stories of you know having great careers and retiring and don't have anything to show for it and don't have you know any financial you know stability in their life and you're know, going bankrupt and having different issues but you know you know you know god has blessed him and he's blessed others then you know he still made room for him so you know one question I had, and I know my own experience of, you know, played a little ball, you know, had an agent at one point in time, and, you know, he introduced me to, you know, a couple different financial advisors. And he said, look, you know, you're going into the draft, you're expected to be, I was projected, kind of fifth to seven round pick, you know, and it's kind of was my projection going in, and okay, you probably slide the free agent deal just based on your workout and how all that stuff kind of go, right? And he said, well, look, these are a couple different financial advisors, you know, talk to them, you know, see what you think about them, and then pick one. And I'm like, okay, so I was you know, always curious to hear other guys' experience as to how did you choose a financial advisor and you know what was the thought process going, you know, through that whole experience of because it's a it's something that we've never experienced. I mean, I remember sitting out on my couch and you got agents coming in, they sell you this and sell you that and telling you to go with them and why you should do this and do that and telling you where you're projected and you know what connection they have to get you certain places. So, you know, I'm always curious to hear kind of how was that experience for you and how were you able to navigate and how do you look back at it now and some decisions that you may have done differently? Honestly, with me, it was, I think we had like five and it was, it was overwhelming. 
Like I didn't, I didn't know anything about financial advisors or what to look for, or what questions to ask. My parents didn't either. Yeah. You know, my my, my daddy, he grew up as sharecropper. Um, you know, he d did well for himself. And then my mom, same thing. She grew up. She was the oldest, um, the oldest of five, single parent. Like you know, made they both made their way, got through school and stuff, and and then did the best to. To teach me, uh, but we didn't know anything about that. So uh, I ended up going with, I went with a, the guy that actually contacted me through somebody that I went to church with, mm. and so that's that's how I ended up. In. <laughs> you figure, hey, they got me with church? the Bible. <laughs> hey, hey, I can trust him. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's how uh, that's that's how I ended up doing that. I, I just felt like, okay, that's the connection. Okay, cool. And, uh, and honestly, uh, he, I, you know, he gave me some, gave me some, 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 some good advice, you know, over the years and whatnot. And uh, but I think because I, I came from my parents' background of okay, we gonna save and save, 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 and then we get some, we gonna get stuff in cash. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of butted heads with my family about. And that's the thing why I say I wish I would have went with someone like yourself because I think we have much better communication. Mm. You know, you look like me. We gonna be able to talk. I you know, we, we, exactly. <laughs> well, he was trying to tell me stuff, and it was almost kind of. When I look back on it, it, was like I don't, I don't think he was as adamant as forceful as he probably could have been with somebody that looked like him. As you know. And, and you know what I'm saying? You speak a different language. Yeah, speak a different language. And uh, and that's why I think it's important in the black community that we have advisors like yourself, uh, that you know, that we can go to and talk to and learn because, you know, in our time together, you know, you keep it a hundred with me. Like, hey, I think that's dumb. <laughs> you know? And I need to hear that. You know, not not, you know, just no, I'm gonna do it this way because this is what mom and dad talk. Well, mom and dad ain't ain't had access to millions of dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They done showed me the best that they know. Absolutely. And and that's what they always tell me. We we did the best that we knew. We took you as far as we could take you. And now it's up to me to, you know, to advance it and then I'll do the same for my children. Well, absolutely. I think that's one of the big things I think, you know, self-awareness and recognition is what holds a lot of people back is being able to understand the environment that you're in and it's not a knock on mom and dad. Right. You know, my parents did as much as they could for me, but I got to a certain point, I'm like, well, you know, I have a motto. I say, if I ain't growing, I'm going. Mm -hmm. So if, if the people around me not helping me to grow and get better, then I'm looking for someone else to fill that void. Now, I, I use that, that same phrase in church. If I'm at a church and I don't feel like the pastor's pointing to me in a way where I'm growing, then I'm going. It ain't no disrespect to the pastor, but you know, that's just the way I operate and this is the way I see things. I think all too often in our community, we've had that mindset because, and it's unfortunately, I think, been placed on us unfairly because we haven't had the professionals in our community. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had a lot of financial advisors, a lot of attorneys, a lot of doctors, a lot of, you know, um, you know, lawyers and, you know, different kinds of people in different areas. So we end up kind of leaning to other communities where we see them or saw them as, you know, the the respected, trusted professionals in that area. So we kind of took what they said as the gospel. Mm -hmm. And we kind of ran with it because we didn't have a lot of people that looked like us, that reflected our background, that could speak our language 
to go and get that information from where now we feel more comfortable about doing certain things. So, you know, I think it's, it's a blessing, obviously, for you to be able to navigate. And, and, you know, I'm always glad because I feel like, of course, you know, God speaks to you. Um, you just gotta ask him the right questions. Um, and one thing about you, he gonna give you the answer and the answer ain't gonna change. And if you listen long enough and you stay patient enough, he's gonna tell you what you need to do. And I think, you know, you just having that relationship with him is been able to, he's been able to whisper in your ear a few times, say, hey, you know what, it's time to make a change. Right. You know, now we don't always listen when he listened <laughs> to us that first time. Sometimes right. you gotta, sometimes you know, gotta shake things yeah, up. Yeah, sometimes you say, look, I've been telling you over and over again, this is what you need to do and you ain't done it. So, and you keep coming back to me, asking me a different question, but I'm giving you the same answer. Um, so we just have to understand that. And I think, you know, you know you've done that in obviously in areas in your life and you've continued to be blessed, you know, because you continue to move forward doing it. And then, you know, you know, one thing I want to, you know, ask you is basically, what is the one decision that you think you made early on that was the best decision? Just being frugal, staying, staying true to my roots. Um, I'm from Selma, Alabama. I never really required a whole lot, you know, to be happy. I didn't need, you know, a bunch of fancy things and whatnot. And for the majority of my adult life and professional career, I lived that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I rented I rented my first six years, rented, mm. you know, apartments. Um, I, 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 I drove Chevys, my first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, as, 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 as different things in my life change, <laughs> you know, different people coming in and out of my life. Absolutely. You know, things kind of changed up a little bit and I, and I, and I started doing things a little bit more differently. But for the majority of my of my my career, my you know my my max earning time, I um I just was very frugal, I was very very laid back, very chill with my my financial decisions. And you know some people would say I I, I, I had a friend call me cheap. You too cheap for me anyway. I'm, okay, that's that's fine. Hey, that's fine. You just hey. said something to me. You off the list. Good. Hey, well, hey, hey, I'm gonna leave y'all with this tidbit and a little bit of game here. The woman that asks you for nothing mm. is the woman that deserves everything. So if she asking, you don't need her and let her go. We'll be back in a minute. What are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz is us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us and they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators for so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome back to another episode of Closing the Gap. I am your host, Mr. Wilbert Hamilton, founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Uh, we're very blessed today to have my man, Mr. Michael Johnson, here with me. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you as well. Yes, sir. Yes, Appreciate sir. It. So, you know, of course, we got a, like I said, special guest here. This man has, you know, been super successful in life in many different aspects. Of course, you know, I go back to high school, which man was a valedictorian of his, of his high school class, uh, football scholarship to Georgia Tech. 
um, you know, with, with all American at the time, you know, put in a little work on the field, had a illustrious, you know, 10 year NFL career. So, you know, very excited for him to, you know, share a little bit of time with us today. And, you know, always glad to have him, man. So we just, you know, kick it a little bit and then talk like good folks. You know, he, he country boy at heart, you know, I don't, you know, I got them, them the Wilcox kind of roots myself. So, you know, yes. we're just glad to have him, man. We're going to chop it up. And of course, you know, the key for us is always, you know, you know, sharing information. You know, believe in sharing the wealth. Of course, our goal here is to close the wealth gap in the African American community. We do that by education and trust. Um, so this gentleman has trusted me um, to be a part uh, of his enterprise and what he's doing. A lot of good works in the community, and uh, we're just excited to have him, man. So we go, we're gonna jump into it today, and you know, just gotta get to know Michael Johnson a little bit better. And you know, I always tell him he has a new title. Is you know, he's not retired. He's just rewired. So he has a different focus in life. We're gonna kind of get into that um, throughout the episode and kind of talk about some of his goals, dreams, aspirations, but also what has you know brought him to this point in life. So, you know, excited and we're gonna jump right into it. So, you know, Mike, I'm gonna put you on the spot from the uh -oh. beginning. You know, right out the gate, you know, you know, with having all the success you've had in life and you know, you know, struggles and challenges and triumphs and all the things that you know you've endured and gone through and overcame, you know, tell me, you know. What's something that you wish you would have understood earlier about mm -hmm. the path and journey that you've been on? I, I wish I would have had a better understanding, honestly, of of money, how it works, how to leverage it, how credit works, like all of that. Um, I'm I'm a very frugal person myself, so that has helped me out tremendously. Uh, but you know, I I didn't grow up uh, with you know bunch of money my, you know I, we were we had everything we needed I didn't, I didn't i didn't i didn't hurt for nothing but uh I, I i didn't grow up with just just excess and access to, to to tons of money so coming into that it was a it was a culture shock for me and my family and you know we, we were able to do the best that we knew and uh we also had you know to take our our bumps and bruises along the way and learn so yeah i wish i had a just a better overall understanding not unlike uh probably most african americans yeah you know. well you know i think all of us in the same boat i mean like me i'm a I'm still financial advisor by trade but you know a lot of stuff that from a financial standpoint i didn't get growing up right. you know it's just not something that we talk about in our community unfortunately is you know not a lot of african-american financial advisors you know not a lot of african-american you know you know investment bankers and you know bank managers especially when we go back you know 20 you know 30 right. years and even further back for our parents because most of us we learn you know through watching our parents and their experiences and use the other people that's kind of guiding us and shaping us so they, they can only give us what someone is giving them right. and it's understanding that you know like i say they weren't given a lot i always say it like this you know our parents were taught how to save and survive mm -hmm. You know, but you know, you going to strive and thrive mode. It's like mom, dad, you know, y'all, you know, done well, you made out the country, or you know, you got a nice house, you got land, you got this, you got that. Like y'all ain't saving and surviving no more. Like y'all a nice house and nice cars. <laughs> you know, so you're not in the save and survive. So how do you go from save and survive to strive and thrive mode? So I think that's the, the biggest thing that, you know, we've been trying to, you know, bring through education. And you see a lot of that going on now. So I think that desire to learn and you know something that you know you know just going back through your bio and checking you out um that's always been just impressive to me is the fact that you were valedictorian mm -hmm. so it wasn't that you was just you know you know all state you know all world football player but the fact that you were top of your class along the way it says that you had a desire to learn you had there's always a desire um because that's something that you can't put in people you know coaching you hear it all the time 
you know, I can't put a battery in your back. You know, I can, I can, I can calm a dog down, but I can't pick him up. I can't pick him you up. know, so you need to have it, and you know, those are things that you, you know you just can't teach. So, you know, those are important things that I think that you had naturally that you may not even give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. It's just that desire to learn. I think we need more of. You know, and you know, and while doing that, you know, you're in a situation where you, you. You come into a lot very in, in quick situation. Like you're, you know, third round draft pick. You know, you go from in college. You know, you know, not even check to check, but really meal to meal in college. Right. Because, you know, you you eating off a training table. Right. You know, we just trying to make it. So all of a sudden, you know, being a you know NFL draft pick and somebody handing you a, you know a, a signing bonus and a, a little piece of money, you're like, okay, well, you know, what do you do? So when you got your first check, you know, what thoughts ran through your mind, and you know, what did you think about doing? I was in training camp. And so, you know, I'm very close to my parents and my dad and whatnot. And, I, um, you know, I went with another financial advisor. <laughs> <sighs> you know, we did the best we, we knew at the time. Uh, but, you know, we had already been and stuff. But going back, I wish I could have went with you. But um, <laughs> got, the, got, the, got the deposit in training camp. And uh, it, was, it was six figures. And, and I remember my dad being like, boy, that's more money than any of us have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, now we're gonna save it. You know, and that was that was just kinda yeah. that was it. And so I um I didn't really have time to think about like what I really wanted to do with it. All I had always thought is that however I was blessed, I was gonna use the bless of it. I was gonna number one, take care of my parents, make sure they were straight. I wouldn't be, you know. I wouldn't be nothing without them, what they put in me. Absolutely. And uh, so I wanted to make sure they were straight. And uh, and then I wanted to take care of my community. You know, I'm from Selma, Alabama. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work uh, that, that, that still uh, needs to be done down there. And I, I think it's a big opportunity uh, for us down there. But uh, first, I think the first thing I did was sometime in October, mm -hmm. I got my dad a truck. Okay. Uh, and then I got my mom. A because they already had a house gotcha. paid off. You know, they were very proud of that. I remember when it was when it when it, when it was paid off. But uh, that and um, so those two things. Just I just always wanted to just spoil my parents mm -hmm. and just show them how appreciative I was. Cause I'm a simple. I'm very simple. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, first thing I got myself, I got that was after the season. Got a '96 Impala. It's it, you know, and I still got it. Yeah, and that's that's, that's my baby. Yeah, you know, uh, but that that's kind of what went through my head. Is just hey, you got this. Now let's start doing what you said you was gonna do. Make sure your parents straight. Okay, boom, they straight. You don't need anything. You sure? Cause they wouldn't let me get them another house. Mm. You know, early on, cause I was like, let me let me do something. Let me. But that's all I ever wanted to do. You that know? dream. Yep. And make sure that, cause I, I was gonna be straight. Like he don't take me a whole lot, but that's kind of what my what my mindset was and, and what I was thinking, you know. So, well, no, that's a blessing, man. I think you know the biggest thing you said, and I think it's the reason why you can sit here today, still in a in a beautiful position, still able to move for, move forward and continue to give back to the communities that you want to be a blessing to them. Mm -hmm. And if you anybody who's heard us talk, watch you know number of our episodes, you know I'm a true believer that we're all blessed to be a blessing. Ooh. Yes. And the fact that, you know, it was on your mind from the beginning, you wanted to take care, you wanted to bless other people. I think that's what's giving you sustainability and it's going to continue to give you viability. Yeah. Back at you in a minute.
Welcome to Hamilton Wealth Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you wanna be a professional successor advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Welcome back to Closing the Gap, the truth about black wealth. Of course, we're going to pick up back where we left off with Mr. Johnson. And, you know, we're finna dive into some things. We're getting into a lot of great information and kind of getting to know who Michael Johnson is and, you know, what he's all about. And I can already tell that, obviously, you can tell that he's definitely a man of character. Um, and that's first and foremost for me, because the integrity and character is who you are when nobody's around and nobody's watching. And, um, you know, what you give out is what you get back. So, and the fact that he's, you know, been about blessing other people along the way, that's why he continues to receive those blessings. He still gets um, to this day and still in a great position whereas obviously a lot of football players we've heard the horror stories of you know having great careers and retiring and don't have anything to show for it and don't have you know any financial you know stability in their life and you're going bankrupt and having different issues but you know you know you know god has blessed him and he's blessed others then you know he still made room for him so you know one question I had, and I know my own experience of, you know, played a little ball, you know, had an agent at one point in time, and, you know, he introduced me to, you know, a couple different financial advisors. And he said, look, you know, you're going into the draft, you're expected to be, I was projected, kind of fifth to seven round pick, you know, and it's kind of was my projection going in, and okay, you probably slide the free agent deal just based on your workout and how all that stuff kind of go, right? And he said, well, look, these are a couple different financial advisors, you know, talk to them, you know, see what you think about them, and then pick one. And I'm like, okay, so I was you know, always curious to hear other guys' experience as to how did you choose a financial advisor and, you know, what was the thought process going, you know, through that whole experience of, because it's, a, it's something that we've never experienced. I mean, I remember sitting out on my couch and you got agents coming in, they sell you this and sell you that and telling you to go with them and why you should do this and do that and telling you where you're projected and, you know, what connection they have to get you a certain places. So, you know, I'm always curious to hear kind of how was that experience for you and how were you able to navigate and how do you look back at it now and some decisions that you may have done differently? Honestly, with me, it was, I think we had like five and it was, it was overwhelming. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything about financial advisors or what to look for, or what questions to ask. My parents didn't either. Yeah. You know, my, my, my daddy, he grew up as a sharecropper. Um, you know, he did well for himself. And then my mom, same thing, she grew up, she was the oldest, um, the oldest of five, single parent, like, you know, made, they both made their way, got through school and stuff, and, and then did their best to, to teach me. Uh, but we didn't know anything about that, so uh, I ended up going with, I went with a, the guy that actually contacted me through somebody that I went to church with. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's how I end up in. You think, hey, they got me with the Bible. Hey, hey, I can trust them. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's how uh, that's that's how I ended up doing that. I, I just felt like, okay, that's the connection. Okay, cool. And uh, and honestly, uh, 
he, I, you know, he gave me some, gave me some, 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 some good advice, you know, over the years and whatnot. And uh, but I think because I, I came from my parents' background of okay, we gonna save and save, 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 and then we get some, we gonna get stuff in cash. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of butted heads with my family about, and that's the thing why I say I wish I would have went with someone like yourself because I think we have much better communication. Mm. You know, you look like me. We gonna be able to talk. I you know, we, we exactly. <laughs> well, he was trying to tell me stuff and it was almost kind of, when I look back on it, it was like, I don't I don't think he was as adamant, as forceful as he probably could have been with somebody that looked like him as, you know, and, and you know what I'm saying? Speak a different language. Yeah, speak a different language. And uh, and that's why I think it's important in the black community that we have advisors like yourself uh, that, you know, that we can go to and talk to and learn because, you know, in our time together, you know, you keep it a hundred with me. Like, hey, I think that's dumb, <laughs> you know? And I need to hear that. You know, not, not you know, just, no, I'm gonna do it this way because this is what mom and dad talk. Well, mom and dad ain't, ain't had access to millions of dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They done showed me the best that they know. Absolutely. And and that's what they always tell me. We, we did the best that we knew. We took you as far as we could take you. And now it's up to me to, you know, to advance and then I'll do the same for my children. Well, absolutely. I think that's one of the big things. I think, you know, self-awareness and recognition is what holds a lot of people back is being able to understand the environment that you're in. And it's not a knock on mom and dad. Right. You know, my parents did as much as they could for me, but I got to a certain point. I'm like, well, you know, I have a motto. I say, if I ain't growing, I'm going. Mm -hmm. So if, if the people around me not helping me to grow and get better, then I'm looking for someone else to fill that void. Now, I use that, that same phrase in church. If I'm at a church and I don't feel like the pastor's pointing to me in a way where I'm growing, then I'm going. It ain't no disrespect to the pastor, but you know, that's just the way I operate and this is the way I see things. And I think all too often in our community, we've had that mindset because, and it's unfortunately, I think, been placed on us unfairly because we haven't had the professionals in our community. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had a lot of financial advisors, a lot of attorneys, a lot of doctors, a lot of, you know, um, you know, lawyers and, you know, different kinds of people in different areas. So we end up kind of leaning to other communities where we see them or saw them as, you know, the, the respected, trusted professionals in that area. So we kind of took what they said as the gospel. Mm -hmm. And we kind of ran with it because we didn't have a lot of people that looked like us, that reflected our background, that could speak our language to go and get that information from where now we feel more comfortable about doing certain things. So, you know, I think it's, it's a blessing, obviously, for you to be able to navigate. And, and, you know, I'm always glad because I feel like, of course, you know, God speaks to you. Um, you just gotta ask him the right questions. Um, and one thing about you, he gonna give you the answer and the answer ain't gonna change. And if you listen long enough and you stay patient enough, he's gonna tell you what you need to do. And I think, you know, you just having that relationship with him is been able to, he's been able to whisper in your ear a few times, say, hey, you know what, it's time to make a change. Right. You know, now we don't always listen when he listened <laughs> to us that first time. Sometimes right. you gotta, sometimes you know, gotta shake things yeah, up. Yeah, sometimes he said, look, I've been telling you over and over again, this is what you need to do and you ain't done it. So, and you keep coming back to me asking me a different question, but I'm giving you the same answer. Um, so we just have to understand that. And I think, you know, you know you've done that in obviously in areas in your life and you've continued to be blessed, you know, because you continue to move forward doing it. And, you know, you know, one thing I want to you know ask you is basically, what is the one decision that you think you made early on 
that was the best decision? Just being frugal, staying, staying true to my roots. I'm, I'm from Selma, Alabama. I never really required a whole lot, you know, to be happy. I didn't need, you know, a bunch of fancy things and whatnot. And for the majority of my adult life and professional career, I lived that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I rented I rented my first six years, rented, mm. you know, apartments. Um, I, I, I drove Chevys. My first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, as, 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 as different things in my life change, <laughs> you know, different people coming in and out of my life. Absolutely. You know, things kind of changed up a little bit and I, and, I, and I started doing things a little bit more differently. But for the majority of my of my my career, my you know my my max earning time, I um I just was very frugal, I was very very laid back, very chill with my my financial decisions. And you know some people would say I I, I had a friend call me cheap. You too cheap for me anyway. I'm, okay, that's that's fine. Hey, that's fine. You, you, you hey. just saying something to me. You off the list. Good. Hey, well, hey, hey. I'm gonna leave y'all with this tidbit and a little bit of game here. The woman that asks you for nothing mm. is the woman that deserves everything. So if she asking, you don't need her and let her go. We'll be back in a minute. What are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz. Us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us and they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators for so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome back to another episode of Closing the Gap. I am your host, Mr. Wilbert Hamilton, founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Uh, we're very blessed today to have my man, Mr. Michael Johnson, here with me. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you as well. Yes, sir. Yes, Appreciate sir. It. So, you know, of course, we got a, like I said, special guest here. This man has, you know, been super successful in life in many different aspects. Of course, you know, I go back to high school, which man was a valedictorian of his, of his high school class, uh, football scholarship to Georgia Tech. Um, you know, what well, all American at the time, you know, put in a little work on the field, had a illustrious, you know, 10 year NFL career. So, you know, very excited for him to, you know, share a little bit of time with us today. And, you know, always glad to have him, man. So we just, you know, kick it a little bit and then talk like good folks. You know, he, he cut your boy at heart, you know, I don't, you know, I got them, them the Wilcox kind of roots myself. So, you know, yes. we're just glad to have him, man. We're going to chop it up. And of course, you know, the key for us is always, you know, you know, sharing information. You know, believe in sharing the wealth. Of course, our goal here is to close the wealth gap in the African American community. We do that by education and trust. Um, so this gentleman has trusted me um, to be a part of his enterprise and what he's doing. A lot of good works in the community, and uh, we're just excited to have him, man. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into it today, and you know, we just gotta get to know Michael Johnson a little bit better. And you know, I always tell him he has a new title. Is you know, he's not retired. He's just rewired. So he has a different focus in life. We're gonna kind of get into that um, throughout the episode and kind of talk about some of his goals, dreams, aspirations, but also what has you know brought him to this point in life. So, you know, excited and we'll jump right into it. So, you know, Mike, I'm gonna put you on the spot from the uh -oh. beginning. You know, right out the gate, you know, you know, with having all the success you've had in life and you know, you know, struggles and challenges and triumphs and all the things that you know you've endured and gone through and overcame, you know, tell me, you know. What's something that you wish you would have understood earlier 
about the path and journey that you've been on? I, I wish I would have had a better understanding, honestly, of of money, how it works, how to leverage it, how credit works, like all of that. Um, I'm I'm a very frugal person myself, so that has helped me out tremendously. Uh, but you know, I I didn't grow up uh, with you know a bunch of money. My, you know, I, we were we had everything we needed. Yeah, I, didn't, sure. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't hurt for nothing. But uh, I, I, I didn't grow up with just just excess and access to, to, to tons of money. So coming into that, it was a it was a culture shock for me and my family. And, you know, we, we were able to do the best that we knew. And uh, we also had, you know, to take our, our bumps and bruises along the way and learn. So, yeah, I wish I had a, just a better overall understanding. Not unlike uh, probably most African-Americans. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I don't think all of us in the same boat. I mean, like me, I'm a, a self-financial advisor by trade, but you know, a lot of stuff that from a financial standpoint, I didn't get growing up. Right. You know, it's just not something that we talk about in our community, unfortunately, is, you know, not a lot of African-American financial advisors, you know, not a lot of African-American, you know, you know, investment bankers and, you know, bank managers, especially when we go back, you know, 20, you know, 30 right. years and even further back for our parents, because most of us, we learn you know, through watching our parents and their experiences and use the other people that's kind of guiding us and shaping us. So they, they can only give us what someone is giving them. Right. And it's understanding that, you know, like I say, they weren't given a lot. I always say it like this, you know, our parents were taught how to save and survive. Mm -hmm. You know, but, you know, you going to strive and thrive mode. It's like, mom, dad, you know, y'all, you know, done well, you made out the country or, you know, you got a nice house, you got land, you got this, you got that. Like, y'all ain't saving and surviving no more. Like, y'all, a nice house and nice cars. Right. You know, so you're not in the save and survive. So how do you go from save and survive to strive and thrive mode? So I think that's the, the biggest thing that, you know, we've been trying to, you know, bring through education and you see a lot of that going on now. So I think that desire to learn and, you know, something that, you know, you know, just going back through your bio and checking you out. Um, that's always been just impressive to me is the fact that you were valedictorian. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that you was just, you know, you know, all state, you know, all world football player, but the fact that you were top of your class along the way, it says that you had a desire to learn. You had, there's always a desire, um, cause that's something that you can't put in people. You know, coach, you hear it all the time. You know, I can't put a battery in your back. You know, I can, I can, I can calm a dog down, but I can't pick him up. I can't pick him you up. know, so you need to have it. And you know, those are things that you, you know, you just can't teach. So, you know, those are important things that I think that you had naturally that you may not even give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. It's just that desire to learn. I think we need more of, you know, and, you know, and while doing that, you know, you're in a situation where you, you, you come into a lot very in, in quick situation. Like you're, you know, third round draft pick. You know, you go from in college, you know, you know, not even check to check, but really meal to meal in college. Right. Because, you know, you you eat off a training table. Right. You know, we just trying to make it. So all of a sudden, you know, being a you know NFL draft pick and somebody handing you, a, you know, a, a signing bonus and a, a little piece of money, you're like, okay, well. You know, what do you do? So when you got your first check, you know, what thoughts ran through your mind and you know, what did you think about doing? I was in training camp. And so, you know, I'm very close to my parents and my dad and whatnot. And, I, um, you know, I went with another financial advisor. <laughs> <sighs> you know, we did the best we, we knew at the time. Uh, well, you know, we had already been and stuff. Uh, going back, I wish I could have went with you, but, um, <laughs> Got the got the got the deposit in training camp, and uh, it, was, it was six figures. And and I remember my dad being like, "Boy, 
That's more money than any of us have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, now we're gonna save it. You know, and that was that was just kinda yeah. that was it. And so I um I didn't really have time to think about like what I really wanted to do with it. All I had always thought is that however I was blessed, I was gonna use the bless others. I was gonna number one, take care of my parents, make sure they were straight. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be nothing without them, what they put in me. Absolutely. And uh so I wanted to make sure they were straight. And uh and then I wanted to take care of my community. You know, I'm from Selma, Alabama. Uh it, it's, it's it's a lot of work uh that 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 still no, it needs to be done down there, and I, I think it's a big opportunity uh, for us down there. But uh, first, I think the first thing I did was sometime in October, mm -hmm. I got my dad a truck, uh, okay. and then I got my mom a vehicle, because they already had a house gotcha. paid off. You know, they were very proud of it. I remember when it was, when it, <laughs> when it, when it was paid off. But uh, that, and um, so those two things, Just I just always wanted to just spoil my parents. Mm -hmm. And just showed them how appreciative I was. Cause I'm a simple, I'm very simple. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, first thing I got myself, I got a, that was after the season, got a '96 Impala SL. <laughs> you know, and I still got it. Yeah, and that's 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 my baby. Yeah, you know, uh, but that that's kind of what went through my head. Is just hey, you got this. Now let's start doing what you said you was gonna do. Make sure your parents straight. Okay, boom. They straight, you don't need anything, you sure? Cause they wouldn't let me get them another house, mm. you know, early on. Cause I was like, let me, let me do something. Let me, Cause that's all I ever wanted to do. You that know? dream. Yep. And make sure that, cause I, I was going to be straight. Like, it don't take me a whole lot, but that's kind of what my, what my mindset was and, and what I was thinking, you know, so. Well, no, that's a blessing, man. I think, you know, the biggest thing you said, and I think it's the reason why you consider today still in a, in a beautiful position, still able to move, for, move forward and continue to give back to the communities that you want to be a blessing to them. Mm -hmm. And if you anybody who's heard us talk, watched you know, a number of our episodes, you know, I'm a true believer that we're all blessed to be a blessing. Oh, yes. And the fact that, you know, it was on your mind from the beginning, you wanted to take care, you wanted to bless other people. I think that's what's giving you sustainability and it's going to continue to give you viability. Yeah. Back at you in a minute. Welcome to Hamilton Wealth Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you wanna be a professional successor advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Welcome back to Closing the Gap, The Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, we're going to pick up back where we left off with Mr. Johnson. And, you know, we're finna dive into some things. We're getting into a lot of great information and kind of getting to know who Michael Johnson is and, you know, what he's all about. And I can already tell that, obviously, you can tell that he's definitely a man of character. Um, and that's first and foremost for me, because the integrity and character is who you are when nobody's around and nobody's watching. And, um, you know, what you give out is what you get back. So, and the fact that he's, you know, been about blessing other people along the way, that's why he continues to receive those blessings. He still gets um, to this day and still in a great position where it's 
obviously a lot of football players, we've heard the horror stories of, you know, having great careers and retiring and don't have anything to show for it and don't have, you know, any financial, you know, stability in their life and you're going bankrupt and having different issues. But, you know, you know, you know, God has blessed him. He's blessed others and, you know, he still made room for him. So, you know, one question I had, and I know my own experience of, you know, played a little ball, you know, had an agent at one point in time and, you know, he introduced me to, you know, a couple different financial advisors. You can say, look, you know, you're going into the draft, you expected to be, I was projected, kind of fifth to seven round pick, you know, and it's kind of was my projection going in and okay, you probably slide the free agent deal just based on your workout and how all that stuff kind of go, right? And he said, well, look, these are a couple of financial advisors, you know, talk to them, you know, see what you think about them and then pick one. And I'm like, okay, so I was, you know, always curious to hear other guys' experience as to how did you choose a financial advisor and, you know, what was the thought process going, you know, through that whole experience of, because it's a, it's something that we've never experienced. I mean, I remember sitting out on my couch and you got agents coming in, they sell you this and sell you that and telling you to go with them and why you should do this and do that and telling you where you're projected and, you know, what connection they have to get you certain places. So, you know, I'm always curious to hear kind of how was that experience for you and how were you able to navigate and how do you look back at it now and some decisions that you may have done differently? Honestly, with me, it was, I think we had like five and it was, it was overwhelming. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything about financial advisors or what to look for, or what questions to ask. My parents didn't either. Yeah. You know, my my, my daddy, he grew up as sharecropper. Um, you know, he d did well for himself. And then my mom, same thing. She grew up. She was the oldest, um, the oldest of five, single parent. Like you know, made they both made their way, got through school and stuff, and and then did the best to. To teach me, uh, but we didn't know anything about that. So uh, I ended up going with, I went with a, the guy that actually contacted me through somebody that I went to church with, mm. and so that's that's <laughs> how I ended up. In. You figure, hey, the guy with the Bible, hey, hey, I can trust him. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's how uh, that's that's how I ended up doing that. I, I just felt like, okay, that's the connection. Okay, cool. And, uh, and honestly, uh, he, I, you know, he gave me some, gave me some, 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 some good advice, you know, over the years and whatnot. And uh, but I think because I, I came from my parents' background of okay, we gonna save and save, 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 and then we get some, we gonna get stuff in cash. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of butted heads with my family about. And that's the thing why I say I wish I would have went with someone like yourself because I think we have much better communication. Mm. You know, you look like me. We gonna be able to talk. I you know, we, we exactly. <laughs> well, he was trying to tell me stuff, and it was almost kind of when I look back on it, it was like I don't I don't think he was as adamant as forceful as he probably could have been with somebody that looked like him. As you know. And, and you know what I'm saying? Speak a different language. Yeah, speak a different language. And uh, and that's why I think it's important in the black community that we have advisors like yourself, uh, that you know, that we can go to and talk to and learn because, you know, in our time together, you know, you keep it a hundred with me. Like, I think that's dumb, <laughs> you know? And I need to hear that. You know, not, not you know, just, no, I'm gonna do it this way because this is what mom and dad talk. Well, mom and dad ain't, ain't had access to millions of dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They done showed me the best that they know. Absolutely. 
And, and that's what they always tell me. We, we did the best that we knew. We took you as far as we could take you. And now it's up to me to, you know, to advance and then I'll do the same for my children. Well, absolutely. I think that's one of the big things. I think, you know, self-awareness and recognition is what holds a lot of people back is being able to understand the environment that you're in. And it's not a knock on mom and dad. Right. You know, my parents did as much as they could for me, but I got to a certain point. I'm like, well, you know, I have a motto. I say, if I ain't growing, I'm going. Mm -hmm. So if, if the people around me not helping me to grow and get better, then I'm looking for someone else to fill that void. Now, I, I use that, that same phrase in church. If I'm at a church and I don't feel like the pastor's pointing to me in a way where I'm growing, then I'm going. It ain't no disrespect to the pastor, but you know, that's just the way I operate and this is the way I see things. And I think all too often in our community, we've had that mindset because, and it's unfortunately, I think, been placed on us unfairly because we haven't had the professionals in our community. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had a lot of financial advisors, a lot of attorneys, a lot of doctors, a lot of, you know, um, you know, lawyers and you know, different kinds of people in different areas. So we end up kind of leaning to other communities where we see them or saw them as you know, the, the respected, trusted professionals in that area. So we kind of took what they said as the gospel. Mm -hmm. And we kind of ran with it because we didn't have a lot of people that looked like us, that reflected our background, that could speak our language to go and get that information from where now we feel more comfortable about doing certain things. So, you know, I think it's, it's a blessing, obviously, for you to be able to navigate. And, and, you know, I'm always glad because I feel like, of course, you know, God speaks to you. Um, you just gotta ask him the right questions. Um, and one thing about you, he gonna give you the answer and the answer ain't gonna change. And if you listen long enough and you stay patient enough, he's gonna tell you what you need to do. And I think, you know, you just having that relationship with him is been able to, he's been able to whisper in your ear a few times, say, hey, you know what, it's time to make a change. Right. You know, now we don't always listen when he listened <laughs> to us that first time. Sometimes right. you gotta, sometimes you know, gotta shake things yeah, up. Yeah, sometimes you say, look, I've been telling you over and over again, this is what you need to do and you ain't done it. So, and you keep coming back to me, asking me a different question, but I'm giving you the same answer. Um, so we just have to understand that. And I think, you know, you know you've know, you done that in obviously in areas in your life and you've continued to be blessed, you know, because you continue to move forward doing it. And, you know, you know, one thing I want to, you know, ask you is basically, what is the one decision that you think you made early on that was the best decision? Just being frugal, staying, staying true to my roots. I'm, I'm from Selma, Alabama. I never really required a whole lot, you know, to be happy. I didn't need, you know, a bunch of fancy things and whatnot. And for the majority of my adult life and professional career, I lived that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I rented I rented my first six years, rented, mm. you know, apartments. Um, I, 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 I drove Chevys. My first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, as, 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 as different things in my life change, <laughs> you know, different people coming in and out of my life. Absolutely. You know, things kind of changed up a little bit and I, and I, and I started doing things a little bit more differently. But for the majority of my of my my career, my you know my my max earning time, I um I just was very frugal, I was very very laid back, very chill with my my financial decisions. And you know some people would say I I, I, I had a friend call me cheap. You too cheap for me anyway. I'm, okay, that's that's fine. Hey, that's fine. You, you, you hey. just saying something to me. You off the list. Good. Hey, well, hey, hey. I'm gonna leave y'all with this tidbit and a little bit of game here. The woman that asks you for nothing mm. is the woman that deserves everything. So if she asking, you don't need her and let her go. We'll be back in a minute.